0: Welcome to Relish Pod.
1: Where simple pleasures are gained by cooking what you eat. I'm Mark Witt.
0: And I'm Tim Gallagher.
1: Welcome to the show.
0: Yeah, this is episode four.
1: Oh, already episode four, wow.
0: They go by so fast.
1: Wow, we are on fire.
0: Yeah, so this week, Mark, we're going to talk about easy cooking ideas for a busy household.
1: Wow, good topic, great topic. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, everybody's got to go out and work, and it's really hard to sit down and make a meal and, People are busy. Uh, yeah. And you're really tired at the end of the day. Right. So, you know, one of the things we thought we might talk about are not only easy recipes for the whole family, but also um, things you can do to stick in the fridge and get out, you know, once in a while through the week or maybe even freeze. And uh, especially these these recipes and these ideas can involve your children, everyone in the house. Except for the pets, maybe. Uh, I like had, that idea. Oh, they're good at cleanup. Right, right. Uh, so
1: keeping it easy, but um, still good, comfortable food, healthy food. Fun, right? Fun stuff. So, any ideas? Any thoughts on this?
0: Well, I'll go ahead and start off. One idea I had, now it'll sort of dovetail with what we were talking about last week, um, which were was our cooking essentials episode. So we talked about tools and. Appliances and things that we can't live without. One of those things we both agreed on is a crock pot.
1: Oh, right. The crock pot. Yeah, perfect.
0: And a good traditional meal that you can cook in your crock pot that when it's done, you can then stick in the fridge or eat the whole thing. Something you can make one evening and it'll be done by the morning, or you can make it in the morning and it's done by the evening. So let's do an old fashioned beef stew. Nice. And it's pretty simple. You just take about two pounds of stew meat, a bay leaf Worcester sauce.
1: You got it right. <laughs> again, I like that
0: again, some beef broth and a little seasoning, carrots, celery, potatoes, corn starch, and water. And you just add it all in there. Right. And you're probably just going to put it on medium for eight, 10 hours. Yeah. I'd say you're probably going to put it on low and, uh, Let it go until it's done. I mean, it's that easy. Now, we're going to be throwing some things out, some recipes, and we're going to sort of just briefly touch on this stuff. But if you go to relishpod.com, we're going to list the entire menu, all the recipes, along with a shopping list. So we're going to try to make things easy for everybody because we know that it's tough. So, yeah. Right. That,
1: and, and again what people uh, what people need to realize is I'm sure when you throw that out, if there are, if you do have your favorite vegetables or uh if you want to admit something, you don't have to go by the recipe, you know. Again, yeah. Yeah, you just know, think outside the box a little bit.
0: Yeah. Right? So yeah. if you you take your stew meat, take your Worcestershire, bay leaf, and uh your vegetables and you throw it in. I mean, I it, I can't really go on too long on this. It's just right. too easy. You have tomatoes in there? Um um, this recipe doesn't call for tomatoes, but a nice, you know, one like can tomato. of, right. one I can like of, trus- of right. yeah, a yeah. can of crushed tomatoes sure. or something like that, or right. dice up some fresh tomatoes. That's going to make it nice. Right. Um, you know, what else? Maybe add a jalapeno or, or yeah. if you really, really want something, uh, habanero. Right. Kick it up. Um, yeah. yeah, you can really go do pretty much whatever you want to do. Just start with that basic core of water and beef and vegetables and then just go, right. And, there, and
1: there's definitely plenty of, uh, great beef stocks, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in the marketplaces. Yeah. Um, look for something a little low sodium, but definitely some nice uh, organic stuff. Yeah. I've seen them out there.
0: So I think in a later episode, we're definitely we going to, we're going to talk about stocks, right? We can definitely address that.
1: Yeah. yeah. Keep it simple right now, you know, use some box stuff, but definitely we'll get to the point where, where we're making our own stocks and stuff. Uh, yeah. very simple, you know, it's a very simple step, and it's really. so
0: delicious. Right, right. Okay, but that's another. That's sure. another one. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's one of my easier recipes. Market. I want to kick it to you, man, because you actually have a full family. We you, do two kids. You, you yeah, got two wife, kids. Yeah, right. You guys work every day. You run a very busy restaurant. Right. Absolutely. And uh, so, you know, you you really have the most knowledge as to how to how to get the most out of the week and how to cook well and healthily. It's helpfully.
1: true. Um, well, we definitely try to keep it simple in our house, uh, in our house. And you know, with kids, kids have their favorites. Uh, one of the favorites that my kids really enjoy are fajitas, taco fajitas. You know, you kind of mm-hmm. step in that line right there. Like what, what really is a taco real, what really is a, is a fajita. Yeah. It's uh, like
0: the definition of simple and easy.
1: Right. <clears throat> exactly. Um, so we, t- we tend to go with, uh, some either beef, chicken, uh, shrimp fajitas, you know options there. You can you can throw tofu in it if you'd like, but really whatever mm-hmm. whatever meat or non meat that you would like. You know we're using simple mm-hmm. stuff, tomatoes, um, peppers, onions, mm-hmm. uh, simple herbs. Love my cilantro in there. Yeah, lime juice. Yeah. Uh, the the one thing I'd like to say here is what I don't do is use those seasoning packs. Mm-hmm. Very simply, you know I just keep it simple. Keep the cumin around. You know, keep mm-hmm. some chili powder around, some salt and pepper, fresh garlic, about really all the things that you're going to need in there just to get some flavor and kick it up.
0: Okay. So walk us through what you do. Um, well, it's a, it's a Monday night and you guys are going to throw some tacos down, you know, give okay. us maybe a little blow by blow.
1: Okay. Well, first off, you know, just some simple chopping. We're going to prepare the, uh, onions, peppers, a dicing uh, them, or I do a nice julienne cut on them, like a thin cut okay. matchstick mm-hmm. style. Yeah. Um, uh, mm-hmm. but if you like the thicker cut, and you know, it's your it's yours. Yeah. You know, it's your design. What, what do you like? What's your preference? I
0: would do it. No, th- oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, if it were me, I would do the same thing. But right. go ahead.
1: <laughs> so usually, in our house, that's a kid's job. So really uh, nice. whatever I get out of that, whatever cut nice. whatever cut we end up with, it works. <laughs> as long as I'm getting the vegetables in there, you know. Um tomatoes, we're dicing down. Um, let me see mm-hmm. what else we got in there. You know, one of my kids is definitely picking the fresh cilantro. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have some grown at the house, plenty nice. at the farmer's market right now, Sweet. you know, yeah. but, um, that's one of my go-to, that's one of my favorite herbs. Uh, you know, some lime juice, we're doing some zesting, squeezing some lime, fresh juice in there. Mm. Uh, so, so the beauty about, uh, my fajitas mm. is I get to use my cast iron. Uh-huh. You know? um, so I like to I like to do the cast iron, getting it really hot, pretty, pretty well hot, cooking down the vegetables in the, in the beginning, you know, mm, okay kind of like about probably a you know I get I like to get the cast iron hot and then bring it down to about a medium heat a little bit of olive oil mm-hmm. and I'm going to start to essentially do a simple stir fry on the peppers mm-hmm. onions I'm reserving my tomatoes for last mm-hmm. and depending on if I'm combining it if I'm doing chicken beef chi- uh chicken beef or chicken and shrimp depending on how we we're, what, what we're adding into that obviously the chicken's going to take a little bit longer to to cook than the uh Then the shrimp, um, tofu wouldn't take very long to cook at all. And then I'm seasoning it. My fresh garlic hitting with some lime juice, the cumin, a little bit of chili powder, salt and pepper, fresh garlic, It's all good stuff, you know? Okay. Hitting it with tomatoes at the end, Mm -hmm. maybe just a little bit of water to steam it. Mm -hmm. Um, pull out some of those flavors, but a lot of the drippings that are going to come out of the beef or the chicken, that's all going to be incorporated, incorporated right into that.
0: Yeah. Okay. So you do your saute your vegetables.
1: What we have done in the past is, you know, obviously, obviously you can keep it very simple. You can go and buy some, you know, flour tortillas at the store. That's Mm -hmm. an option. Um, It is very simple to make flour tortillas. At some point we come up with a recipe for that. Those are super simple to make yourself.
0: Do you need Um, a press for them?
1: um, I have used a press. I don't think you need a press. Okay. You know, there's definitely ways around that. Roll them out. Yeah. You roll them out. You know, again, they don't have to be exact. They don't have to be perfect. True. Um, you know, if you're just looking for a a little simple fold over taco, if you get something a little bit bigger yeah, sure you're going to roll them out, but you know, a press press is nice, but it's not required, Mm -hmm. you know, definitely not required lately of of late. What we've been doing is, uh, going to the farmer's market and buying them from wholesome harvest and -hmm. they have some beautiful corn tortillas. Yeah. And honestly, I I can't, I can't imagine uh, wanting to even try to match these just in taste. Yeah. You know? And the health benefit of them, they're great. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been finding those at the farmer's market. Pick them up, uh, farmer's market Thursdays in Cumberland, Fridays in Frostburg. Mm-hmm. So, so that's a great option.
0: Nice. Yeah. Uh So fajita night.
1: Fajita night. It's a big hit in our house. Absolutely. The kids love it. And generally, we, we cook enough that there's definitely going to be leftovers for, for the next day or the day after or whatever. Yeah, yeah.
0: cool. Yeah. Yeah, cool. So, so far we've got some beef stew, something you can, uh, you can cook through the day and then throw in the fridge. Then we got your fajitas, something you can make on the fly on right. the evening, something yep. your kids are getting involved with. Sure. So Mark, I'm going to piggyback on your fajitas and I'm going to do a little, I'm going to do some burritos. Nice. I'm going to do some black bean and sweet potato burritos. Oh, nice. And, uh, yeah, this is really nice and really easy. Um, because basically all you're going to do is you cook Uh, cook about six cups of sweet potatoes and that comes to about two and a half pounds and, uh, you cook them till they're tender and then you mash them while those are cooking. You're going to saute onions and garlic and, uh, and maybe a jalapeno I, I think would be nice. And, uh, you know, saute those up with salt and pepper. And when, uh, everything is soft, you do two of our favorite seasonings, cumin and coriander, Nice. And then take them off the heat. And then pretty much everything is pretty well done and ready to be wrapped up. Take a, uh, take a two 15-ounce cans of black beans. That's about three cups of cooked beans. Mash them up a little bit. And then uh, you pretty much are just going to start rolling all your fillings into the burritos. And if you mix everything up, and then you put about one cup of the filling in a ten-inch wrap, you uh, you just start rolling and roll away. And uh, once you're done rolling, make the kids do it like you say, right? And then you can bake these for twenty-five to thirty minutes until they're cooked, till they're crispy, and then you're done. Now you can eat them. You can wrap them up in plastic wrap and then stick them in a freezer bag and and stick them in the freezer. You can do a lot of these things. These freeze very yeah, would well. Would you do
1: that after after that baking process or before? Yeah, bake them first. Bake them first, okay. and then
0: freeze them. But okay. make sure you wrap them in plastic wrap, maybe even double. Okay. Throw them in a freezer bag, right. and then you just—it's just a reheat process. Right after that, um, sounds great. Super tasty and uh, easy to do. Right. Something the whole family can do. Yeah. The rolling takes a little bit of practice you know, and especially for the kids, but that's a good life skill. You sure. know what I mean? Kids can roll a burrito. They'll be able to roll sure. burritos for the rest of their lives. Right.
1: I'm I'm a real fan of that fi- uh, flavor profile, sweet potatoes, uh, cumin, and coriander. Yeah. yeah. I use nice. that in a lot of soups. Sweet. Yeah. yeah. So
0: uh, uh, that's one of our favorites around here. Right. And it, it goes very well. Sounds delicious. Yeah. So what else do you have, Mark?
1: Well, you know, one thing I failed to mention is one thing that we do with the, with the fajitas, uh as we do make guacamole. <clears throat> it might go well with your dish as well. Oh yeah. Um something that's very simple. Um sometimes uh I think people kinda are maybe a little bit afraid of guacamole, but it's very you know, it's very simple. Avocados, mm-hmm. um, uh, olive oil. Mm-hmm. Personally, this is what I'm putting in I have olive oil, garlic, some lime juice, um cumin, sometimes put a little bit of diced tomato in it, but mm-hmm. not not a lot. I keep it pretty simple. Yeah. Cilantro. Yeah, okay. Yeah good yeah a little salt and pepper
0: that's exactly what we do here yeah you know it's it's
1: pretty simple you just have to play with those uh you know those uh the flavors a little bit mm -hmm. but again we i think we could probably come up with a pretty nice simple recipe for people who uh, would like to give it a try yeah
0: we've got typically i say i I use about two avocados one clove of garlic i don't know maybe a quarter no not even that maybe an eighth of a cup of packed cilantro maybe not even that yeah, salt and pepper, and then a little bit of a little bit of olive juice, olive juice, olive oil, olive oil. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 But, but shots uh, of olive and juice maybe, yeah, and it's really good for you, right? If you make if you make guacamole at home, it's good for you, absolutely. And what a great snack, yeah. You know, shoot. yeah.
1: And again, that's one of those things that we're definitely every time we we make fajitas, we're always making guacamole. <laughs> yeah, we we don't do the uh, two. Two avocados because mm-hmm. my kids love guacamole. Yeah. So we're using at least three or four because they want to make sure that there's leftovers for later. Yeah. For the next day. They, they can't get enough guacamole.
0: Oh. They love it. A family that likes to eat. Right. Yeah. So how about let's talk about picking an avocado out at the grocery store. Okay. Um, now I've had, I, I always squeeze mine and I'm looking for soft, but if this makes any sense, soft but firm. Yeah. So not squishy, Correct. not bruised. Yep. Um, a lot of times, I've had people ask me, "Don't you know how to pick out an avocado?" Because they say you got to flip off that stem, and if it's green under that little plug, then it's ripe. That's not always correct. Squeeze the things.
1: Yeah, that's the only way I can. That's the only way I can figure yeah. them out.
0: Soft, but not obviously bruised. Yeah,
1: yeah. You don't want them too mushy. Yeah. You know, you want them just a little bit firm. You mm-hmm. know, and, and again, that when I'm picking them when I'm looking at them, it's, I'm almost looking at like, when will I be using this? Mm -hmm. You know, I'm kind of taking into consideration how much longer it's going to ripen.
0: Yeah. You know? Yeah. So if it is hard and you bring them home, just leave them out for a couple of days and they'll be ready to go. If they are soft and you're not going to use them right away, just put them in the fridge and they will remain, they'll remain soft. They won't go bad. I mean, it's going to take weeks for them to go bad. So, you know, if they're ready to go, but you're not going to use them, just put them in the fridge and sure. they'll be ready for when you are ready for that. Right. Yeah. So you had mentioned uh, earlier, maybe you would, uh, you would uh, cook a whole chicken and then that was something you could throw into the fridge for the, for the week.
1: Well, again, this is something, you know, this is all um, really, this is all driven around my kids and my kids love uh, either roasted chicken or grilled chicken. I mean, grilled in the sense of a slow roast, mm-hmm. um, you know, again, we're getting <clears throat> a lot of great places around here to get nice locally grown, look, you know, organic chickens. Um, so look for a nice chicken, you know, mm-hmm. definitely you can go to Martin's or, uh, you know, your area grocer and get some, uh, mm-hmm. uh what are they called? The, uh, roasters, the, the roasters, but the, uh, what's the organic ones they, they might have there, uh, the, uh.
0: Nature's, nature's promise nature's okay. promise yeah. they're
1: okay but um you know if you can get it locally great
0: yeah it's always best from a farm sure pay a little more sure. but it's right. so worth it right
1: so my experience with the with the uh local chickens which they should be they're typically a little bit smaller chickens mm-hmm. um so when we go to roast the chicken again i'm always looking what can i do next with that chicken so we're we're roasting at least one typically we roast two my kids like to eat chicken Mm. Uh, and then we're gonna you know we're gonna have dinner that night and then we're gonna do something beyond with with the extra meat mm. um, but for roasting chickens we keep it pretty simple um you know i i do a little bit of olive oil mixture depending on what direction i'm looking to go but a little bit of olive oil perhaps a little vinegar mm, uh, really oh yeah,
0: yeah, huh. yeah. what kind of vinegar? It?
1: uh personally i like to use the braggs the apple oh okay yeah, nice yeah you know yeah. i a, a, and honestly i do a, a heavier uh, vinegar mixture to olive oil mixture. Okay. Is this
0: it, is a marinade or a brine or, well, it's or, I
1: wouldn't, it's kind uh, of in between. I wouldn't, you know, it's definitely yeah. not quite a, a marinade. It's definitely not quite a brine. I'm not soaking yeah. in it Okay. Um, but the last hour I'm definitely brushing and just letting okay. it sit on there for a little bit. All you right. know, and now if I'm cutting it down, I have, I have used that same kind of process for what I would call a marinade for sure. Yeah. Okay. And then I'm doing it overnight or at least for a couple of hours. Yeah. Um, Perhaps some lemon zest in there, but bare minimum, you know, bare minimum, some olive oil, salt and pepper, lemon zest. Yeah. Okay. Pretty simple, you know.
0: And you're brushing this on. Yeah. 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 Okay.
1: Yeah. So, you know, roasters, um, 350, 375, you know. Okay. Hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes, I'm guessing, somewhere in there.
0: In a roasting pan. In a roasting pan, you know. Uh, Can you, I mean, if someone doesn't have a roasting pan per se, can they just use, say, a casserole dish? Sure. Yeah, no yeah. big deal. Yeah. No. Okay.
1: No, if you get a little bit of elevation, that's the that's the advantage, I think.
0: Elevation. Uh, getting
1: the of. the getting the chicken up off of the of the bottom of the dish. Okay. You
0: know? So I know they some, have spe- specified racks for something right. like that. Right. Are there any methods that you can use? Say, you don't have a rack, you just have a roasting pan, and you want to get this chicken up off the bottom of the pan. What What would you do to find, improvise? Find
1: a, an oven. Oven-safe dish and just rest it on. Okay, you know? okay, just, just so that your the the bottom of your chicken is is roasting at the same temperature as the um as the rest of the chicken. Okay, and your drippings are coming down.
0: Yeah, you know. So could you use could you use vegetables for that? Say carrots or yeah, onions. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
1: no, we do that a lot. Yeah, yeah. So okay. if
0: you actually place, yeah, you just put yeah. a layer of onions or onions, carrots, carrots or carrots. potatoes you or like all potatoes. those things. Celery
1: in there. Whatever you like in there. Yeah. yeah. Any of the root vegetables are great. Yeah. Okay, cool.
0: Yeah. Now, snips. And you turnips. Can, yeah. Oh, my God. That's gosh. all good stuff. Goes on and on.
1: Oh, the, the list is endless.
0: Yeah. Or you could throw this thing on the grill. Yeah.
1: Well, that's, you know, that's definitely the other thing that I like to do. If I, yeah. if I, and if I am doing it on the grill, it's definitely going to be a, at a slower, um, a little bit slower uh, temperature. I'm sorry. A little bit lower temperature and a little bit slower process. Slow and low. So, yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah but it yeah. doesn't have to be but you know the results you know depend on what results you're looking for
0: yeah yeah, yeah. so i know i like to do my chickens at like about 200 yeah you know something so, like right. that yeah mm-hmm. absolutely all right so now you got your whole chicken that's cooked you're going to eat the whole thing right away probably
1: not but we're yeah. going to eat a lot of it no yeah. but uh, um, you know the next thing is we're going to clean the chickens um pretty much down to the carcass, get it pretty well cleaned. Mm -hmm. Um, From there, you know, this is going to be another episode we're going to talk about, but we're going to probably most likely not discard that because there's still value there. The the bones, you mean? Oh, the the bones, right. Yeah, so those can go right into a crock pot with some water. Yeah. You know, some peppercorns, bay leaves, whatever, some thyme if you want, Mm -hmm. you know, and and we're going to make a simple stock. Yeah. Um, But beyond that, we're definitely going to take the chicken. You know, and the chicken, we might save, we might freeze. I might get introduced back into next week's fajitas. Yeah, oh, yeah. We have like roasted chicken for mm-hmm. fajitas. Um, usually we're going to end up making some simple chicken salad. Yeah. Makes a great meal afterwards.
0: So let's talk about chicken salad. Okay. What's your method there? What, what 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 are your ingredients for that? Well,
1: again, I keep this pretty simple. Yeah. Um, you know what I find I like personally in, and uh, chicken salads, nuts. Um, mm. Nuts, yeah. Nuts, you know, walnuts. Cool. Walnuts are great. Yeah. Um, almonds grow great in chicken salads. Yeah. nice, um,
0: Good flavor, good healthy fats yeah, in these.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it can definitely be any kind of base, you know, your mayonnaise based mm-hmm. chicken salads. Sure. Um, depending on what kind of, you know, some people use that miracle whip. I'm not a fan of um, some people, yeah. you know, there's, there's all kind of great mayonnaises out there that mm-hmm. some are olive oil based, some are soy based, not a big fan of the soy based mayonnaise mm-hmm. myself. Yeah.
0: Um, We've got one that's like lemon infused in the fridge right now. Yeah. It's pretty nice. Right.
1: Yeah. 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 Uh, but again, you know, I'm always like looking to, to kick it up just a little bit and make it a little bit more interesting. Yeah. So uh, I I tend to take some red peppers, yeah, um, blister them up a little bit. Oh. I'm doing that in when I, if I'm doing it on the grill, I'm definitely, you know, taking some red peppers, yeah. a brushing a little olive a little oil, salt and pepper. Going to blister them up. Not quite to the point where I would call them roasted peppers. Okay. I'm not looking to pull the skin off necessarily and get yeah. like completely clean red peppers. Yeah. Because I want to leave that char on there. I want you that. want
0: to get those sugars going. Well, I want like that,
1: that char. I want that skin. I want that, uh, you know, it's not yeah. quite where it's completely a roasted pepper. I yeah. want some crunch to it. Yeah. Um, so it's not going to pull off the skin and everything. And I want that. I want that smoky char flavor in there.
0: Yeah. So we've mentioned this before when we talk about spices and you can roast your spices. You're yeah. changing the complexity of that pepper simply by blistering the outside and, right. and cooking them hot yep. and fast. Yep. You're just, you're changing the whole game Yeah. by a simple yep. technique.
1: Right. So yeah. I find that grows great in a chicken salad. You know, ah, man, it sounds peppers. great. You know, use your reds, use your yellows. Mm-hmm. If you want to introduce some heat, you know, mm-hmm. throw in some padrones. You know, yeah. there's going to be right around the corner. I think you're growing some of those. Yeah. So are
0: you. Yeah, I absolutely. hope you haven't yeah. killed them yet. Not yet. <laughs> not yet.
1: No, no, I have plenty of time to kill them though, but I have not. <laughs> no, But, uh,
0: yeah. So chicken is, the roasted chicken is super versatile. Sticks around. You can do a lot of different yeah. things with.
1: Yeah. And, and again, listen, it can be your base meal or it can be as simple as taking that and then applying it to other meals. Yeah. You
0: know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I like it. Yeah.
1: What have you, What else have you got? You got our things for us? Well,
0: that's it for the pretty simple stuff. Um, you know, we've got a lot of stuff so far we can fit in the fridge. We got a lot of things we can uh, do different things with, your chicken and that sort of thing. I have a favorite meal of mine that goes a little bit farther, but really is just a list of easy techniques, and that is a, a traditional Greek moussaka.
1: Oh, nice.
0: Now, I've got a... I've got a pretty easy method here, and I'm going to give a shout-out to Akis on YouTube. Akis. Akis. is the man. So if you want something nice and different, you can do a traditional moussaka. This involves layers of potato, potatoes and onions, a layer of eggplant, a layer of zucchini, and all those are cooked at different times and layered on top of each other. Nice. On top of that, you can put uh, ground beef that you will cook in a pan, and then you put it on a layer on top of the vegetables. Or you can uh, do sautéed um, mushrooms instead of the ground beef. And that those are your basic ingredients. And then at the end, you're going to do a bechamel sauce, which is a little more... Uh, a little more difficult to do. It sort of takes your cooking up a notch.
1: It's probably the most complicated step I would imagine. Right.
0: Easily. Cause everything else is just slicing oh. and baking right. at different intervals and then adding it on top of each right. other. Um, so if you go to Akisa's video, which we are going to link because everyone should know about this guy. Um, he, he melts butter and then adds flour and milk slowly. And at, as long as you keep everything at the right temperature and you add the ingredients slowly and you continue to stir, everything is going to work out just fine. Mark, you, you feel that, that it's pretty complicated and that if someone's starting out, you have a, an easier recipe, something that you think is, is a good way to go.
1: Uh, for the bechamel, you're saying? For the bechamel. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> well, the thing about a bechamel is um, there are these things called mother sauces. And and bechamel is actually one of the mother sauces. Ah. So, so pretty much any of your white cream sauces or anything, um, are going to come from the, if you learn how to make a, a traditional bechamel, which is what he's explaining. And it's probably still a little bit, um, I haven't seen his recipe, Mm -hmm. but it's still probably a simplified version of a complicated process. And it's, it's not real complicated. It's really not, Mm -hmm. but there, there are easier steps.
0: So yeah, when you say it's complicated, really, I, I think you're saying it's really easy to screw it up.
1: Um, yes, yeah. I mean it can be. Yeah. You know, yeah, it, it's. Um, I think it's open to some scorching. Yeah. Um, I think it's open to because you're using getting milk. It, you're using milk, yeah. right? There, there's a potential to have it too thick, too thin, mm-hmm. to to get those desired, you know, qualities. What you're looking for. Yeah. Um, a, a much simpler way is to use heavy cream, and you're kind of like bypassing that. Yeah, that milk cream, uh, that milk flour butter process. Okay, you know you're kind of getting to that almost that desired thickness by using heavy cream. Yeah, you know, Um, you know, a couple suggestions is even if you want to keep it uh, somewhat similar, simple is you you know throw in some peppercorn into that heavy cream. You're almost making like um, uh, a heavy cream tea, so you're kind of like steeping these things in there. Some Uh, bay leaves. Uh-huh. Some peppercorns uh, you can, you can put in, um, uh, clove. Yeah. Clove oh. is a good thing to put in there. Nice. Um, onion. Um, mm-hmm. and essentially, you know, you just let that simmer in there for almost like an hour. Oh, wow. And then you strain it out and then through a simple, it's not, it's going to it's going to reduce a little bit, mm-hmm. but if you feel like, you know, heavy cream, when it's in, when it's in, when it's in that warm state it's pretty much going to be in the, in the thickness that it is. Yeah. It's not going to get any thinner or any thicker. Okay. So if you felt that you needed to thicken it up a little bit, you could use a cornstarch slurry, which is a very simple thing to do. But when you're actually making the bechamel, that's what you, you know, that flour, cooking that flour with the butter process and the yeah. milk is where you're gaining that desired thickness. Okay.
0: Yeah. So the, with the heavy cream, it basically starts out the thickness. It already, it's already want. starts out the thickness. All right. Okay. Right. I like that. I like the way you describe it as a T. You know, so you're just you're just you're steeping all those, all nice those flavor, spices,
1: r- all those flavor profiles. Yeah. You know? And a,
0: at a medium temperature. Oh, very low. Yeah. Honestly, low? Okay. A very,
1: very low because you're not looking for reduction. Yeah. You know, you're not looking for the heavy cream to reduce just a slow um, simmer. And if you're not careful, it will grab it will grab heat yeah. more the more so than like water because it's already thick. Um, It's already a little bit viscous. Yeah. So you just have to kind of keep an eye on it. It's not really it's not really open to scorching per mm-hmm. se but it will bubble up, you yeah. know, it okay. sure. your cup will run it over yeah. if, if you don't, if you're not careful.
0: Yeah. So yeah. I just wanted to bring up this moussaka because yeah. it, it's really great to have in the fridge and uh, we have taken it. We made it one night and the next day we drove to Chicago, which is a 10 hour drive from here nice. and took it to our friends who we were staying with it traveled you know, just well. as travel great. Yeah. Um, and it will also freeze well, um, you know, and you could even slice it into individual sl- uh, servings. Wrap them up, freeze them. Right. You know, these casseroles are great. And, this, yeah,
1: and I, I heard you mention so. Typically, you are going to make this with beef, ground like ground beef. Yeah, traditionally, and, yeah. And but you said possibly mushrooms, or you, you could use some yeah. beans in there if you wanted.
0: Oh yeah, so actually, that's the last time we did. We did a a mushroom and bean mixture, oh, nice. black bean mixture. Okay. You nice. know, the black beans to give it a little more protein and a little more a uh, little more bite. You right. know, to the to, um, basically, I was I was trying to emulate the feel of ground beef, which is very difficult to do. Sure. And you know, the best but, I could come up with is was a mushroom black bean. Mixture. Right.
1: But really I think the traditional, what you're pulling away from the traditional is it's got to have eggplant. I don't think you can probably get away with making moussaka without eggplant.
0: Definitely eggplant. Right. It's got
1: to have the eggplant. I would yeah. Think.
0: Yeah. You're going to have um, a layer of onions and potatoes, layer of zucchini, layer right. of eggplant, okay. beef, then bechamel. Right. Yeah. So again, Shout out to Akis. Well, Check him great. out. Yeah, I'd love to try it. It
1: sounds great.
0: <laughs> so, uh, got anything else for us, Mark, for the making the family meals easier for the week?
1: You know, I think that's pretty much all I've come up with this week. Yeah. Um, cool. I think I think we've given enough enough ideas at this point. We just need to kind of come up with some recipes for people to yeah. try some things.
0: Again, we're gonna be we're gonna be posting recipes, shopping lists. At relishpod.com. Yes. And everybody, don't forget, the best family meal is a pizza. That was our first episode. That was our second episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And uh, it was pretty lively and fun. We went on and on about pizza. So check it out if you haven't listened to it. Um, Speaking of pizza, Lydia and I were in New York City this weekend, Mark. We had a delicious pie, as most people do. Boy, we ate our way through the city. We had a—that's great. We had some delicious paella. We had some delicious Vietnamese sandwiches. I'm probably forgetting a few things. Man, it was good.
1: Tell me about this pizza.
0: All right, so yeah, I was trying to describe before Is a is double baked crust or or I think they baked the crust first probably at a specific temperature
1: so prior to putting the ingredients on you i'm think? only
0: guessing okay. yeah i'm thinking they 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 baked the crust it was it was a relatively thick crust probably about a half inch
1: okay
0: cooked it probably at a specific temperature then added the ingredients sauce and then lots of cheese on this thing and i think uh i think there were some leafy greens on there at the end um so then they baked it again probably again at a specific temperature to the point where the bottom of that crust was ten seconds from being burned, and it added such an interesting flavor and texture. This is
1: on the bottom, you're saying. This is
0: the bottom, yeah. Okay. So super cheesy on top, and oh.
1: so I'm curious. Like, do you feel so underneath that cheese layer and no. topping layer? Do you feel that there was some crunch to that layer? Could you could you identify that?
0: Um, it was almost like that crunch was all the way through. Wow. That's why I say it was so amazing. Right. Um, now I don't know how they did it, and yeah, I mean, yeah, that must have been like cooked top and bottom, and then the ingredients, okay. and then maybe the bottom got a little more crispy. It's really hard to describe, right. but it was really something that I'd never had before. Right. This is from the uh, artichoke pizza from uh, in in Chelsea, New York City. Nice. Um, yeah, I, I, my mouth is watering. It was. It was Sounds awesome. Great. Um, so what's going on with you guys, anything good at the restaurant these days?
1: Still trucking along. I mean, we just got all, a lot of our plants out, tomato plants growing mm-hmm. lots of basil. Yeah. So pretty much just got everything in our pots. So we're looking forward to, yeah. uh, nice, pepper nice, plants,
0: nice outdoor setting.
1: Yeah, yeah. Great outdoor setting. Um, excited about one thing we we did just get a, uh, and I'm not sure if I talked to you about this, um, a local big green egg distributor beside the one on, um, Virginia Avenue? Yeah. Now, EBs is a uh, Oh,
0: is that right? Yes. No way. Yes. That's not surprising.
1: And they have everything. Oh, yeah? They got it all. They got charcoals. They got tables. Um, I just picked up a nice pizza stone. Wow. Um, which was the one that actually fits the size yeah. egg that I have because I was working with a smaller stone. Um, but they they went into it head on. Yeah. Yeah. They made a big investment out there.
0: We should talk to them about uh, what is it that the egg, the egg festivals, or what do they do? I don't
1: remember. Well, they. Um, so I missed this as well. I had it on my calendar. This past Saturday, they they had a little um,
0: egg fest. Egg, That's well, what, yeah, isn't that what they call cook, it?
1: Well, I, th- I maybe, but they had a little cook off, just like a little introduction, like we're we're now an egg distributor. Yeah. So I had yeah. no idea. Yeah, I just happened to go out there to get mulch one day and. Yeah. I, I, uh, someone had told me that. I was like, yeah, I don't think so. I didn't believe them. Yeah. And then when I went to pick up some mulch, I was like, wow, you guys are actually an egg distributor. So they have tons of nice grill products out there. Um, yeah. So they have all, all sizes, you know, they got the baby ones all the way ranging up to the, um, extra the, large, e- the extra, extra large, oh, the, geez. The, the Mac daddy one.
0: Yeah. That's new, isn't it? Well, I've that was been around those. for a
1: couple of years, but it's, it's a monster. Ugh. It's a monster probably yeah.
0: weighs 500 pounds.
1: Oh, my gosh. It's a monster. It's it's heavy. Yeah. Yeah. Once yeah. you get that somewhere, you're not moving it. That's for sure. Jeez. So.
0: Well, oh, that's new for the area. That'd be good. Yeah. Well, so.
1: So, so I hope I'm all up there. Um, yeah. Uh, and again, I'd like to give a, a shout out to Wholesome Harvest. Uh, they're getting ready oh, to open yeah. here soon. And oh, um, they are great. doing a few things at the farmer's market. But here in the next couple weeks, a month or so, they should be up and running. So that's exciting. Mm-hmm a great place to get some products.
0: It's going to be good for us in the Western Maryland area. Absolutely. So Mark, if people want to get in touch with us, how do they do that?
1: Well, uh, honestly, we have great, uh, great platforms right now. We're getting everything worked out. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, as well as our website. So you can go to Mm -hmm. relishpod.com. Twitter at at relishpod. Instagram at relishpod. Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming Facebook's going to be pretty much the same thing. Yeah. So we are we have all those platforms, all those medias. Mm-hmm. Mediums, um, and, all, you know, on our main website, com, we yeah. got um, some nice functions on there. Again, we're going to be listing videos on there, yeah. recipes on there, um, shopping list. Eventually we'll get everything up and running on yeah. there. It's going to be great.
0: I'm um, happy to announce that our cauliflower pizza video is up and running nice so that's our that's our first first effort
1: nice and And as always you know a big shout out to record talk listen where our humble beginnings come from
0: this has been relish pod where we do what mark
1: where simple pleasures are gained by cooking what you eat i'm mark witt
0: i'm tim gallagher and until next time we'll see you then bye-bye thanks